Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I was wondering if you were going to start recording. (laughs) I was gathering my thoughts. Fair enough. All right. Hi, I'm Sarah. This is Kat. And welcome to Books and Bevies. Correct this time. <laughs> you know, second time is a charm. Uh, so how are you? Good. I just got uh, back from a camping trip, actually, that okay. I went on over the weekend to Silver Lakes Provincial Park. It was very nice. nice. Uh, I'm not a big water guy. <laughs> don't really like the ocean i feel like these these back-to-back episodes i'm just talking about things i don't like spiders water <laughs> you're learning about me um so i don't i don't really like swimming something about like a murky ocean lake river the seaweed the fish freaks me out a little bit um however i did go swimming wow. in this lake and it was nice i was like oh do i like swimming maybe uh but that does segue into why I am drinking because I have a good 30 bug bites now and I wore so much bug spray. So that's cool. I am mm-hmm. very itchy and sad. That's a vibe. Anyways, what are you drinking as well? Water. Nice. <laughs> and what about you? What are you drinking? Why are you drinking? I... Have a Starbucks. As Ooh. always, I'm kind of, I'm on a big Starbucks kick and I really need to stop spending my money at Starbucks, but they're just Which so one? damn good. I um have you tried the chocolate cream cold brew? No, but I saw a TikTok on it. Genuinely, I think maybe an hour ago. <laughs> Dude, this thing has me in a chokehold. Like it has no business being as good as it is. And it's not like too sweet which I really, really like. I feel like Starbucks, I mean, they still do sometimes make super, super sweet drinks, but I feel like a lot of the newer drinks that they're making are just like a little sweet. Is it, is it like cold chocolate milk? It's a little bit more coffee mm. That makes sense. It's like a cold <laughs> brew with like Oh, it, it almost tastes like chocolate whipped cream, but it's just like chocolate foam on top. And then it kind of like settles into the cold brew over time. And then it gets a little more chocolatey, like as you drink it and a little more creamy as you drink it. Mm. And obviously cold brew is just delicious because it's like so smooth and like you can just drink it black like it's water or at least I can because it's just so damn good. 
Anyways, yeah, these things have me in a chokehold right now. And I got my boss to like try a sip. Um, because he's been judging me on like my Starbucks intake lately. And I was like, Do you want to try it? And he was like, Yeah, sure, I'll try it. It's he's like, it's Starbucks, it can't be that good. And then he like tried a sip and he was like, Ooh, <laughs> it's a good thing there's not a Starbucks close to where I live. Like Um, and then why I'm drinking. Um, I don't have a huge, I can't, my life is kind of boring right now, if I'm being honest. Oh, I got, this is a good, good reason for drinking. I got promotion at my side hustle. So I get a raise. Amazing. And I still get tips. (laughs) Uh, Even better. Congrats. Uh, Yeah. So I'm going to be like a, I'm. I didn't really talk to Nick about this. I probably will like when I, I also, I have two bosses and they're both named Nick. So if you get confused, like feel free to inquire about the job, but I feel like it'll be pretty clear, like which one I'm talking about. Um, But yeah, so I think it's only going to be for the music festivals. And then when I'm working at like the stadiums doing the sports stuff, I'll be just a regular server um but at festivals I'm essentially going to be the ticket seller captain a professional you know I'm hoping that this um I'm hoping that like the company that I work for gets like even more like contracts and stuff like that so that I can like maybe just do this while I'm in school because it's so lucrative and like I don't know we'll see it's a lot more chill than like my landscaping job and I'm still probably going to take out I'm not sure if I told you this I'm probably going to try to take out student loans just to cover my living expenses and then just be like a really full-time student in the new year because it's really hard to balance two jobs the podcast and school all at once and then also trying to have a social life which I haven't in months because <laughs> I'm just working or studying or reading and dying it's a lot on my plate presently. yeah you're very busy <laughs> yeah so that's kind of why I drink I'm very excited about this promotion So this um, week, we read Assassin's Blade by Sarah J. Mass. Um, obviously, there are opinions online about where to read this book in the series. And a lot of people think you should read it first. And Katrina and I did not do that. And then um, we read it second, or we read it third, even though a lot of people think that we should read it fourth and then some people say that you should read it third and that own there's just like a lot of opinions um what do you think <laughs> I feel like after reading this I'm even more confused really because like I I didn't mind at all reading it where we did Mm-mm. I feel like it was giving like oh there it is oh I know what that is and it was like fun to read in that aspect so, like you could kind of see things coming, but I already cared for some of the characters. I knew what was going to happen. I understand reading it first, 
I feel like it like it very clearly sets the book up like yeah the, what's the first book throne of glass throne of glass yeah it, it very clearly sets up throne of glass but I don't think it was necessary in any way like I read throne of glass without reading the first one like assassin's blade mm-hmm. and like it didn't take away anything for me so I honestly have no preference I here's the thing I feel like I have a little bit of preference and I have an opinion shocking um but I think obviously we haven't read the third like official book in the series yet and typically people think that you should read Assassin's Blade fourth um I think I might agree with that a little bit more especially if you're maybe an older person reading this series just because I did notice a like distinct kind of change in the language like kind of like I said that uh, typically writers who write big series for a younger audience their like writing will mature as the like potential reader matures yeah and I noticed that with um Assassin's Blade it was like I feel like it was written a bit better and I feel like if I started with Assassin's Blade and then went to Throne of Glass, I would be like, what the fuck is this? Like, why is the writing so mm. much younger? Like, not like it wasn't like crazy, but I feel like maybe you're right. I feel like I would have noticed it and I feel like it would have been hard for like, I just feel like, yeah, if that makes any sense. Because, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, I feel like. We didn't, because I liked Assassin's Blade more than I liked the past two books that we've read, personally. Honestly, I think so, too. But you know what? I don't, maybe you got something that I didn't, that I don't really understand, is I didn't see a need for this to be five, was it five, six separate novellas, like different stories on their own. Because they very clearly moved into one another. So it was all just one book to me. So I thought it was weird that it was separated out. I know, I think like Sarah J. Mass's intention was to have five different ones. And then like, she wasn't sure how it was going to be published out. So I guess maybe that's why it was all separated. But like, I feel like once it was clear that it was going to be a novel, if they took out like each novella's titles and just had it as a book, it, uh, like I wouldn't have known. Yeah, I, I think I did see when I was originally going to purchase Assassin's Blade on Amazon. I think originally there were smaller books, individual books. I think I did see you can't buy like physical copies of this, but you can buy just like on a Kindle just the individual novellas um so maybe they used to be just small books and then eventually they just decided to make it a a whole thing I didn't like mind the separation really but I agree that it was just kind of like one story I think originally it was just supposed to be like a mini series of novellas yeah. I also don't know. 
it, it just like it threw me off when I went from the first to second novella because I was expecting I guess separate novellas mm-hmm. and it was just it was very like it could have been the next chapter in the book yeah and it wouldn't have been weird at all because it picks up right where the previous novella left off or leaves off for like yeah. every single story so I was just like yeah, I think originally our predictions were like that they were going to be very separate, like things, like separate storylines. Um, yeah. Also, I did want to ask you, because like I know this is obviously a bigger book and it is a series of novellas. So it's like a little bit different, but compared to um, A Court of Frost and Starlight, what did you think? <laughs> I went into the court of frost and starlight thinking, ah, another Akatar book. It violently disappointed me. <laughs> it pleasantly surprised me. So partially because I went into this, expecting myself to dislike it, and went into cross and starlight expecting myself to love next book. Blade, like it was kind of its own story and all of the novellas were like because I feel like A Court of Frost and Starlight was and was meant to like bridge the two storylines of from like the third book to the fifth book in the Akatar series because they kind of follow different very different storylines so I think A Court of Frost and Starlight was to be like and here's why but it wasn't like like Assassin's Blade it was like even in the individual novellas it was like here's the you know beginning the like dilemma and then here's the like resolution of this specific novella and then like it was its own story it wasn't like trying to like bridge anything between books or anything like that which is kind of what I was expecting I was expecting just like Christmas shopping and you know all of that stuff yeah I was expecting like fluff yeah and we got substance yes we it was definitely more substance um it I think obviously this is because the novellas build on each other so it's like a continuation of the story but they get better as you go throughout Mm -hmm. where like the first one is just kind of like the next one you're like oh and then the next one you're like oh oh (laughs) yeah they do ending oh (laughs) okay cut that out that was weird (laughs) i started going with it and i was like "Mm, i can't stop now (laughs) I guess another spoiler-free thing um, before we get into, like, the spoilers of the book. Do you have a favorite of all the novellas? I forget the titles. One second. Um, I feel like I did really like... uh, I know I just said they get better as they go throughout the book, and I'm about to immediately contradict myself. (laughs) I hate it when I do that so fast. Um... I really liked a uh, the assassin in the desert mm-hmm. because I I a little bit thought I made a note where I was like ooh 
because we knew from the previous well actually no I'm gonna spoil something so never mind <laughs> whatever that's my favorite <laughs> sorry <laughs> you know I feel like um both the assassin and the pirate lord and the assassin and the healer they were good they were definitely better than previous novellas um but they weren't like grasping me as much but it, it was definitely the assassin in the desert was when I got like invested in the story um a little bit more and then the assassin in the empire is definitely my favorite um and yeah I will say obviously we read the first two books of the series before reading assassin's blade so if you do that and if you read it in the same way that we did, you will kind of anticipate the ending because they do talk about what happens in Assassin's Blade in the, like, I think it was even in the first book. Um, so, like, it does kind of make sense to read it first because then you'll be surprised. Um, but I didn't think that, like, it took away from the story for me. I was still very invested in the story despite knowing what happened. Yeah, I feel like it wasn't, like, it didn't spoil anything knowing the ending of, like, the parts. I feel it, like, it just, I don't know. I was definitely stress reading at times, especially yeah, even when we got I, close to, like, the end of the book. Yeah, even though I knew exactly what was supposed to happen, I was still stressed reading it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, if you know, you know. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I think you can really have freedom with where you put this book in your reading order. If you don't think that like the style of writing is going to negatively impact your experience, then yeah, definitely go for reading it first. But I'm kind of happy that we got the first two books kind of like out of the way because they're definitely written a little young and I'm like after reading this book and after the end of the second book I'm actually like I'm getting invested in the series now like I'm actually very excited to read the third book especially after this book and like continuing with the series now that I feel like I've gotten the first two kind of like out of the way and then this one which I wasn't excited for but ended up ple pleasantly surprising me is like out of the way and now it's just like okay now we're just reading the series let's go do you have anything spoiler-free to add? Not, not really. I guess. I think that, like, the main thing is that, like, it doesn't read like a novella. Mm -hmm. It is a novel. Yeah. It just happens to be broken up into five novellas. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And it has a map in the front, so. Love a good map. <laughs> you no know one got us. <laughs> um what about what do you think for um spicy rating and crying rating i think zero out of five or whatever zero. for spice yeah yeah maybe like point two <laughs> yeah point <laughs> they kiss <laughs> they do there is kissing yeah there is some romance in this book which is yeah like a like a very it's mm. very pg maybe 13 even G? Maybe just PG? I feel like not I don't like know. G. G is like children, children. 
Yeah, children see their parents kiss, though, you know? Yeah, but they don't really see kissing in the movies. I feel like G is like, or I guess. Wait, okay, very, very slight bit of romance <laughs> yeah. in this movie. Yeah. We don't need to get into the semantics of like. <laughs> we should look up um what the difference is between like G, PG, R, PG-13. That'd be funny. Um, And then did you cry? at all in this book no did you mm-hmm. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> what'd you cry at well i can't tell you yet <laughs> That's true. oh wait tree. actually i can guess um <laughs> interesting yeah okay so like what, i wasn't going to and then there was a specific part that got me because like yeah what's your cry rating then I also think it depends if you know what happens or not. I think if I didn't know what happened, I don't know. I feel like we're getting into the spoilers maybe, but maybe like two tiers out of five, one and a half. Really? Yeah. I like, I was, I did feel like a twinge of sadness, but also like, yeah, no, I'm going to spoil it. I'll, I'll still give it a, a no tears for me. So zero out of five. Yeah, like, I'm going to stick with 1.5 tiers for me. But I think it would have been higher if I hadn't read the first, like, two books from the series. I think it probably would have been, honestly, a four. <laughs> Anyways. Oh. Yeah. Um, what's your overall rating, then? Honestly? I think I might give this one like an 8.5. It really got me towards the end. I was very, um, oh, I need to write my name. Yeah, like, I think the first two novellas, it was sitting at like a solid seven, but then the last three, they were, they got me. A seven, really? Yeah, that was just very good. Uh, <laughs> it's just because, like, you you started this saying you liked it better than the last two, and then gave it a lower rating. What? You you said you liked this this book more than like the previous two books uh-huh. of the series, but then gave this book a lower rating. Eight point five. Oh, I think you said seven. No, it was the first two novellas were a seven. Oh, okay. But then okay. the last like, two bumped are, it up to an 8.5. Or the last three bumped it up to like an 8.5. I understand now. I was just apparently not listening. <laughs> um, yeah, naturally slightly lower than you. Uh, eight. Yeah. You know, the past two books I rated an eight. So yeah, I think this one was like a half point more. Like definitely better. Nothing like too groundbreaking yet like not quite Akatar and not I'm more invested now but I'm not at, I'm not quite not quite at like the nine to ten range yet not quite at the 15 that Akatar <laughs> brought us Fair enough, who knows yeah. I have I have higher hopes after this book yeah it definitely is getting better I think yeah. my prediction of 
the writing style evolving because this book was written after I think the third book or something like that like the copyright is definitely after the first two books so you can definitely tell the the change in writing style so I think that yeah as the series progresses I think the writing style will anger me a lot less and I'll be able to like enjoy the the actual reading a bit more instead of like just being like oh I do like the characters and I kind of like the storyline but yeah those are kind of my thoughts cool let's get into the spoilers ready um I guess should we maybe just like break it up novella by novella yeah I feel like that makes sense cool so the first one was the assassin and the pirate lord you have any thoughts on that one I yes (laughs) shocking Um, immediately okay I we need to settle this once and for all first of all is it Selena yeah I think so Helena I think so like Selena but more fancy Selena is is that like a positive no (laughs) okay I'll just I'll accept that we're going with Selena because I feel like I flip back and forth and Mm. whatever Selena Selena Um, she's immediately cooler in this book I feel like we don't get assassin selena in the previous or next (laughs) depending (laughs) on what order you read this books (laughs) just and like i just i like her more in this book she's very strong and will just you know kill people but like in a cool way Mm mm-hmm yeah, no, she's definitely more of a badass in this book. I think maybe in the Crown of Midnight, we kind of saw a little bit more of Selena's um, badass side. Yeah. But definitely not so much in the first book. It was yeah, definitely like, just like training and. I just think like even her personality, I like. like this is right in the beginning of the first novella basically one of the other assassins in the guild gets caught and then selena's just like ah well you know protocol just kill him like that that is her vibe yeah and i feel like that's not her vibe later on Mm -hmm. so i feel i was just like a bit surprised in the first novella because selena just seems different Mm -hmm. but different in a good way yeah i liked it Mm-hmm. I definitely um I I I do agree with you there. Um sometimes I found I guess maybe this is more towards the second novella, so maybe I'll keep the, a pin in this thought. Um one thing that I thought was really cool, even though it doesn't work anymore since magic was banned, was like the map on the pirate lord's hands that was like supposed to move and like stuff like that. Ooh, that's just so cool. I don't like him, but I think he's cool. <laughs> you know? 
I did think though, I get, I feel like you find out later on what kind of people they assassinate, but earlier, like in the first novella, you don't actually know who it is they assassinate. You just know that they're assassins and they kill people. So Mm -hmm. I thought it was a bit funny how Selena was like all high and mighty about um, the slaves. Yeah, the slaves and being like they're innocent people because like I get it now Mm -hmm. when you know the kinds of people Selena kills, but like not knowing in the beginning and she was like, oh, this is terrible. Like they're innocent people. And I was like, do you not murder people for work? (laughs) Is that not your job? It seems a bit strange to draw the line so strongly there. Mm -hmm. Um, But no, like it makes sense the further you read in. So yeah, I think also like it's kind of a cool contrast that like an assassin with a moral compass, like it's just so funny to me. Like it's just very ironic. Yeah, I just, I it like, it came across strange in the beginning, but obviously it's understandable. Mm-hmm. But there was one point in the first novella that I got like a little bit excited. Because um, obviously if you've read the Throne of Glass series and picked up this book after like we did, or if you just read this book uh, first, obviously we all know that Selena and Sam were like kind of romantic um at certain points uh and so being introduced to Sam in the beginning of this book and having them like not be getting along was not really something I anticipated I assumed that I loved it I loved it and then it was was a light enemies to lovers (laughs) yeah it was good um but there was one point where, like, I think Sarah J. Mass like, teased us a little bit because there was, like, almost the one bed trope. <laughs> so close with the pirate lord because he was like, oh, you guys want a room? And she, and then Selena's like, one room, two beds. And I was like, no! <laughs> no! I want the lovers to happen now! <laughs> like, literally 18 pages in. And I'm like, okay, you guys have had your enemy fun time to be lovers now. Also a funny thing um, in this book, uh, vulgar gestures was mentioned again in the first novella. I think that's the only time it happens, but I was like, ah, (laughs) there it is. There it is. Eventually Sarah's going to take that phrase and just run with it. (laughs) (laughs) And still is death. And it definitely, I don't remember which novella it is, but it's in one of these. And I was like, no. (laughs) And you, you know what I did find, though, in the first novella? There is a uh, grammatical error Ooh. from what I can tell. I will read the sentence to you. What see page? if I am correct. I have it on my phone, so I don't know. If... It's like, hear me out. It's when she's fighting Rolf. Like physically fighting. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Okay, so can you find the stupid girl? If I don't kill you, your master will. It should be kind of a little bit before one of these squiggly things. What chapter? Give me a second. Chapter nine. Chapter nine. Okay, cool, cool. That helps. Yeah, it's right before the first squiggly ah, thing in I chapter nine. Okay, the sentence right after. Mm-hmm. Not him giving the luxury <gasps> of a warning. That's wrong, right? That's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> it should be that. not giving him. I think so. You, I, I read the sentence like 10 times. It, <laughs> it doesn't make sense this way. Um, no. I just wanted confirmation to make sure I wasn't being dumb. Wow, look at us. Oh, <laughs> you. Not me. I just like kind of lumped myself with you. You confirmed it though. I did confirm it. Look at us. Look at us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, a, that was a fun moment for me. I was like, ha! You gotta love when you pick out an author's like errors in their book, even though like obviously they write so many books and you're like, this is the best. However, this one sentence <laughs> got you oh. there. Okay, I'm at like the end of this novella, but there was like that moment where um, she hugs Sam and he like stiffens at first and then like eventually hugs her back. And I'm like, oh, it's happening. Oh, I just, yeah. Yeah, I just love how like she's so cool in this like in this first novella I find Mm -hmm. because uh when she's uh battling Rolf because she's trying to free all these slaves um from a slave agreement between her boss and him um and she like beats him in battle obviously and is like holding a knife to his neck and he's like, oh, is there anything else you want? And she's like, oh, actually, yes, a ship home would be nice. <laughs> I was like, ah, I love you. I know. She's so much cooler in this book. Well, maybe if we read this book first, it would, the second book would have, or like the Throne of Glass would have been like better, but I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I did make know. an. I did make a note of this. Yeah, we'll never know. (laughs) At the end of the first novella, I did find that uh, it it felt more like a short story to me. Yeah. Do I know the definition difference between a novella and a short story? No. (laughs) Could they be the exact same thing? Yes. (laughs) However... (laughs) Mentally, I believe they're two different things. So <laughs> maybe I'll just quickly Google this. <laughs> it's a really easy solution. Maybe a novella is just a fancy word for a short story. Okay. Oh. <laughs> According to the first thing on Google, 
I love how whenever yes. we say that we're going to like Google something or look something up and then we immediately are like, okay, so according to the first link, because I'm not actually going to research this, I'm just going to quickly look it up. Yeah, I want to make it clear that it's just whatever the internet shows me is what I'm saying out loud. I'm not doing like fact checking at this point. But it does say the only difference between a short story and a novella is literally the word count. Oh. Um, so yeah, my previous point was not that <laughs> relevant. Because they're the exact same thing. Yeah. And like I said, I feel like I liked, even if we just read like all of these novellas individually, I feel like I would like them. Oh, I, hate, I hate how I say things out loud and then immediately realize. <laughs> just I hate how I say things out loud. Has a podcast. Yeah, I really should think things through sometimes. I even wrote it down. And then didn't think about it. But like, I feel like if we had like kind of structured this episode similar to like A Court of Frost and Starlight, where we like just read the novellas individually and then like talked about the novellas like as their own things instead of like Assassin's Blade as a whole, I feel like it's just a lot more pleasant for me than A Court of Frost and Starlight. I think I kind of mentioned this in the um, beginning because it, it it it's more like plot driven whereas like like this one novella like the first novella it has like a clear like beginning middle and like a resolution like the intro introduction dilemma resolution and you know all of the stuff in the middle but like it definitely reads as like a short story as opposed to what A Court of Frost and Starlight was, which was like a link between two stories. Yeah, I feel like that was like my main issue with why I thought this was a short story and not a novella. <laughs> it was because when I think of A Court of Frost and Starlight, there was no plot, really. Mm -hmm. it, it didn't feel like a story it was just like bits of information where I was like okay whereas this felt like a structured story therefore short story I also just hate us because we I've Same. only because <laughs> I think um A Court of Frost and Starlight is the only thing that either one of us have ever read that isn't described as a short story like I think it's the first novella I've ever read and we read it and we're immediately like, fuck all novellas. <laughs> like, we are not pro novella on this podcast. Like, and we were dreading reading this book because we were like, oh, it's just a series of novellas. Meanwhile, we've only read the one novella that we didn't like. And upon light research, realized <laughs> that it's just a longer short story. To be fair. Knowing that this was another Sarah J. Mass novella, <laughs> I think added to the dread of. Mm. But yeah, it was definitely. But we've just we've been so vocal on our hatred of novellas, but we have only read the one up until this point. So I would just like to say that I retract all previous statements before novellas. I do think that some novellas can be good, and that this series of novellas is proof of that because if I just read like the first novella on its own 
I don't think it would have been like an 8.5 like I gave the entire book it probably would have been a seven but I'm pretty sure we gave A Court of Frost and Starlight like a five or a four so like yeah I think like moral of the story I retract all previous (laughs) statements about novellas (laughs) a bit quick to judge all novellas however now at this point if it's just word count I feel like I must have read so many novellas and I've just had no idea oh yeah probably so I'm a bit I'm a bit thrown off I wish I hadn't googled that (laughs) blissful ignorance I mean at least now we're not gonna continue to slander novellas (laughs) Like, that was some serious novella slander that we've done in the past. And this just goes to show, nothing we say, you should believe. Always form your own opinions. Because we are just two idiots with microphones. We are wrong constantly. (laughs) Oh, I'm honestly sweating (laughs) Anyways, I want to move past this. Um, let's talk about the assassin and the hero. Oh, I can. <laughs> yeah, sorry, assassin and what? <laughs> the assassin and the healer. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> this this one. This was another one where I was like, yeah, Selena is cool. She's just sitting in a bar by herself all ominously. Like, I want to do that. But I'll just this get like really drunk on accident. Was a was a very clear part um where I understood, you know what? Maybe we should have read this first because <laughs> I remember the scene with the witch in oh, yeah. the second book where both of us were like, oh. I assumed the witch would be a good person. I'm surprised (laughs) Selena killed her. Reading this is very clear that they are murderous and scary. And I was like, "Uh, okay, maybe that wasn't meant to be a shocking part of the book. I just thought that was funny because immediately our own questions were answered. Yeah. 100%. I feel like this book did provide some, like, clear insight to, like, the first two books. Maybe even the third. We shall have to see. Um, Yeah. I did like the part where, um, oh, I forget the healers. Oh, I'm not sure. Is it it Irene? Is that pronounced Irene or Yirin? (laughs) Did you just say Yirin? god i didn't even pick that up is your name irene or urine i'm gonna go with irene (laughs) all right this is derailing oh god i'm crying oh i'm trying to find where is this where is irene it's spelled Y-R-E-N-E. It's the name of the healer. Wait. Y-R. 
E N E. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can, I can see what you've said. Urine. <laughs> it was like urine. Urine. <laughs> <laughs> not urine <laughs> it's a different um <laughs> cadence <laughs> urine yeah <laughs> in. wait does this book have the ending with all the pronunciations i don't think so i looked oh. maybe we can wait. google it you yeah, you're, you have a <laughs> who so sweaty today. Oh, <laughs> first thing is Sarah J. Mass Reddit. <laughs> is it pronounced urine? <laughs> no, everyone keeps saying Irene. But Irene. I'm not okay. Sure. Yeah. Th- there's a few people saying Irene. Irene. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> that was a lot for like a very short point. Um, but I really, I, I mean, I did not pick up on this, but um, at one point, Selena's in, a, in her monologue is like, there was an ir- irony she realized in them working together, the assassin and the healer, two opposite sides of the coin. And I was like, hmm, I didn't pick up on that. But it's true. This is what I what I mean when like it has to be very clearly stated in a book. Like you have to tell me the irony. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I did like that. It was it was wholesome. Mm-hmm. I and- like that Selena also helped her, but it wasn't like a. I like that it was like a split second decision for Selena, and it was just mm-hmm. like this is it, and just disappeared. I just thought it was nice. I also like that it was like really clear that she didn't expect anything in return. You know what I mean? Yeah, like that she just disappeared into the night, basically. Mm-hmm. I think that's Beep. like, I like her ability to like choose who she helps. And I like like how she decides. Yeah. Like, I, so I she like may be an assassin, process. but she is like selfless in some ways. Mm-hmm. And also, like, she kind of isn't an assassin by, like, choice, you know? Yeah. She's just good at what she does, and her owner, like, knows that. And that's, like, what it is at the end of the day. She's not an assassin. Like, she's just owned by the king. She is assassin. just a girl. Yeah. That's being basically forced to. Um. Anyways, any final notes on, like, the assassin and the healer, really? Um, no, I feel like this was the most wholesome story. Mm-hmm. It was just about like Selena helping out Irene, who worked at a terrible bar and wanted to become a healer, but just mm-hmm. got stuck at this terrible bar trying to save money. Yeah, I really liked the like that, like Selena taught her like self defense too. Like, <laughs> Savage, she made her use it right away though. It's like, yeah, let's see what happens. I mean, I do feel like Selena is just, like, so good that if something really did start to go wrong, she probably could have, like, fucking basically teleported and, like, saved Irene. Like, yeah. Selena's just, like, that good. So I feel like Selena would have stepped in eventually, but, like, she definitely had, like, the ability to defend herself. So 
Fair enough. You're probably right. Yeah. All righty. Moving on to The Assassin and the Desert. For me, this is where the book started to like really pick up. Yeah, because this is the one that we both like the best, I think. Mm-hmm. But anyways, I was going to say that sometimes uh, Selena's internal monologue, like when she was thinking about Sam, I didn't love it up until like she finally decided that she had feelings for Sam. Then it was like, okay. There's this one point where she was snooping through Ansel's uh, like belongings um, and found out that Ansel folded her underwear. And at one point she's like, Sam probably folded his undergarments. Though depending how much of him Arabin had left intact, whatever. Like it's like this whole internal monologue. And I'm like, I don't think I've ever thought about whether or not a guy I'm into folded his underwear. It was just like a it was kind of it took me out of the book for a little strange bit. internal monologue. Yeah. I will say also immediately, I can tell. I know I said the witch thing for the previous novella. Very incorrect. It is for this novella. This is where we find out about the witches are evil. I did like, however, that in this one, Ansel tells Selena that the only way to kill a witch is to cut her head off. Mm-hmm. And like, that's what happens in the book. And I was like, ooh, that's where she learned it. Ooh. I also kind of like that there is, especially in this novella specifically, it's the first time that like Selena really struggles with stuff. So I kind of like that. It made her a little bit more like human because like up until this point, she's just like kicking ass, killing people, doing everything. But like when she had to like run across the dunes and everything like that, and she was like, I'm not built for this. Like, yeah, it was nice seeing her bad at something. Yeah. Um, I did <laughs> when uh, the ass. Mm, I don't know how to pronounce that horse. Asterion, probably. You're yeah. asking the wrong person. I almost called it <laughs> Irene Urine. <laughs> right, we'll go with Asterion horse. Um, when they stole the horse, and Selena's reaction was to like. She was like, fine, whatever, I will follow this. And then just punched Ansel directly in the face. And they both laughed about it. And I was like, this is fun. That's our friendship. (laughs) You punched me in the face. I don't think we would ever steal horses. I don't like No, I just meant like punching each other in the face and then laughing about it. (laughs) I also don't think we would steal horses. I don't know how to ride a horse. Also, there was, like, a moment in this book where I was, like, are Ansel and Selena having, like, a little bit of a gay moment when they were, like, looking at the stars and stuff like that? It was, like, a little romantic. I did not pick up on that. I just, it was, like, a little intimate because they were, like, talking about, like, their backstories, mostly, like, Ansel, and they were, like, and Selena's, like, pointing out the constellations, and it's, like, I don't know. It was just like a little bit. It was romancy. A little bit. Not like too much. I don't want to like. I don't know. Because I just feel like I've seen that trope before. And it's like usually in a romantic sense. So maybe that's just where I like got that from. And you're like, oh, did not see that coming. Yeah. 
I it, I did honestly feel a little bit bad for Ansel in the beginning when uh, you find out that she's been at this like training place for four or five years or something and she's just waiting for the master to choose her to train her and then Selena gets picked like two weeks in I was like ooh, <laughs> rough yeah and then you find Makes out why later. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like uh halfway through this novella I realized what this story was about where remember how Selena was telling Nahemia about she used to have a true friend that betrayed her and I was like ah I see where this is going so I I did not pick up on that (laughs) I feel like once they started talking about like true friendship and that Selena like didn't know that and I was like ah it's coming yeah see I didn't see that coming so I was very (laughs) shocked when Ansel ended up being super shitty okay fair enough I was like waiting for it to happen yeah I was not like once I feel like um, that would have made it better like a fun surprise mm -hmm. yeah like I uh when Selena was like poisoned I was like no way and then when she opened the letter and it was blank I was like no way I thought at least maybe that might have been true I thought maybe that yeah I was unsure at what level this betrayal was going but I did not see that coming could you imagine if she had gone back to um Arabin and had a blank letter because like that could have been the betrayal too right like just that would be terrible but then turns out you know she's trying to kill everyone (laughs) worse yeah that made me sad I feel like that's the point where you realize Selena doesn't kill because she wants to. She Mm -hmm. kills because she's very skilled at it and kind of has to. Mm -hmm. When she lets uh, Ansel go, she's like, this is like, I'm going to let you go if you leave right now. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it definitely ties into like future books, her like moral code and everything like that like not to like spoil any of the future books depending on when things get like read because this order is kind of convoluted (laughs) but like it definitely her moral morals basically get called into question a lot in the future books and so I understand reading this book why she like kind of gets upset (laughs) you know what I also like the master that everyone thought he had a vow of silence, but he was just like, nah. I just don't want to talk to I just to don't people. talk that much. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Yeah, the point where Selena denies Elias's like advances because she was super in love with Sam, even though she didn't know it yet. I loved that part so much. And then I was like, it's going to happen. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, this this novella was a lot of, like, twists and turns and, like, oh, no way. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, like, the closer to the end. Yeah, so, big fan. Big fan. Um, you want to talk, are you, do you have anything to add about this one? Nope. Cool. 
So the assassin in the underworld for me is where things like really started to kick off. Like when it comes to the romance vibes, like, I feel like the story started to kick off um, in the desert, but now this, I'm like, this is when things like Sarah J. Mass put her foot on the gas for these ones. Like, yes. Did not um, let up. There's this one point where they're like at the, um, I don't know where they are. I think they might be at like the play or whatever was happening. Um, and this, there's a part it's like sam sam's hand brushed her shoulder and she almost jumped out of her skin as he brought his mouth close to her ear and murmured you look beautiful though i bet you already know that and i was like oh it's happening i when when sam and selena meet each other again after the because this is after they freed the slaves, mm-hmm. their boss. How do you pronounce his name? I pronounce. Why are you asking me? First of all, we've already. Aborin? I pronounced it Arobin. <laughs> I love how no matter like the complexity or simplicity of the name, we will say it differently. <laughs> Arobin. Okay. I I'll think go that. With that. I, can't, I think it sounds better. Okay. What did you say? Arobin. <laughs> I mean, who knows? Arabin. It sounds more like powerful, you know. My yeah, name's Arabin. My name's Arobin. Um, when they were like, uh, Sam was like, "Tell me what happened," or he's like, "Or are you hurt?" He's like, "No." Then he asks, "Not like that?" And he's like, "Then like what?" And she's like like none of your business then he's like then tell me what happened and I was like beautiful if that happened in real life I would be like furious that they weren't letting it go when I told you I wasn't gonna tell you but in a book love it yeah I think they needed their time apart to really miss each other to be like oh maybe I do have feelings for this person also, you know what killed me? Where I was like, because we already know Sam is dead. Mm-hmm. But like, I hadn't really fallen in love with him until this novella, I don't think. Same. When um, Selena was getting all these presents and gifts from Arabin. And then he was like, uh, Sam was saying something to forgive like this is what you need to forgive him like I can never forgive him and then she was like okay then like what was what was your price because she was all accepting oh my god (laughs) accepting all these gifts and he was just like my price was his oath that he'd never lay a hand on you again I told him I'd forgive him in exchange for that and I was like then I was sad he was dead yeah because that was beautiful and then obviously Selena felt terrible because she was a <laughs> dick to Sam and just being like oh if you buy me presents I won't be mad that you beat me up I also like the con the like the contrast between Arabin and Sam and like Sam got Selena sheet music from the orchestra that like made her cry because she loved it so much and then Arabin is just getting her like a bunch of gold and jewels and blah 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 and like obviously she likes those too but I just I think when Sam 
got her the sheet music, that was another moment where I was like, oh, I love this character. I am in love with this character. Because it was just so much more meaningful. When Arabin, as like a thing to make, he like apologized to Selena like a million times and then gave her uh, someone to assassinate who was, he said was in the slave trade too. Um, did you think he was being genuine at this point? No. I'd never? Well, and oh, okay, no. Um, let me rephrase that. <laughs> I think when I first, like, I never really fully trusted Aerobin. I think he felt bad, but I don't think it was because of, like, the right reasons. I don't know that I ever, like, really genuinely trusted his apology. And then as I continued to read the books, I and or, like, read through this book, I was like, oh, this guy's a dick. But, uh, yeah, like, didn't really, like, fully trust him. I was, like, on the edge, kind of. And then the more I read, the more I was like, no, I don't trust him. I don't like him. I feel like I initially, when he was apologizing, I was like, I, like, didn't have any reason to believe that he wasn't being genuine. So I I thought he was. Mm. But then as soon as Selena got caught and, like, almost drowned, Mm -hmm. I thought, Hmm. Maybe he knew this was going to happen and was still mad at her. Yeah. And that's what I was thinking, but I didn't think how far it would go. Yeah. I I, personally, I didn't anticipate that he was involved in any way. So that surprised me, but I just, I didn't like trust him and I didn't like him. But also just to backtrack a little bit, when Sam like stepped between um, Selena and like the stranger at the ball who was going to dance with her because they were getting all like flirty. I was like, Ooh, Sam's getting protective. And I love it because they weren't even together at this point. And I was like, yes, I would hate that in real life. Loved in a book. There's so many things that only are okay in books. Oh, also another, um, weird thing you know how you always say that um especially like reading some of these books you can tell that sarah j mass has read harry potter yeah there's a point in this book where i could tell that she has also read twilight because there's a line that says she never given much thought to how she'd die but drowning somehow felt fitting and like the first line in twilight is from bella's perspective and it's i'd never given much thought to how I would die but and it's a different reason it's not drowning it's but dying in the place of someone I love um mm-hmm. seemed like a good day seemed like a good way to go and I was like like literally the first part is like almost verbatim and I was like I see you <laughs> you're like I know what you like <laughs> and then when we get Sam's like love confession that was um beautiful And I think that's another reason, like, again, like, the further I read, the more I 
hated Arabin because like he, it's like Sam explains like Arabin saw that Sam was in love with Selena so that's why Arabin made Sam watch when he just beat the crap out of Selena like that was more of a punishment to Sam than like his own physical beating yeah that's so dark I hate that man I do too Going, also when Sam was like I'll kill you Terrabin I was like oh romance <laughs> romance <laughs> I mean I think that's all I really have for for this one but yeah it, it, it this one definitely like ends up by the end of it you know that Arabin is not a good person mm-hmm. and you get very excited for the budding romance and on to the next and final the assassin and the empire so yeah this one this novella is um, I feel like depending what order you read it in this is like the one argument that I have for like maybe reading it first just because if I, I think if I read this first, I would be completely heartbroken at Sam's death. But because I knew it was happening, like for this entire book, I was like anticipating it, which, you know, it still hurt me. Obviously, I cried. Katrina didn't. But this is when I started to stress read. <laughs> yeah. Because I was like, ah, we are well within the last hundred pages of a Sarah J. Mass book. That means that shit is about to go down. Yeah, and like the very beginning of this final novella, there's like a little bit. So you know Selena is caught. And then it, the first chapter, like right after that, is 11 days earlier. So you're like, no. <laughs> this is bad. And there was like, obviously we knew it's foreshadowing because we read the first two books in the series before this, but there's a part where um, Sam says we have all the time in the world and her internal monologue is maybe he was right and spending all the time in the world with Sam, that was a treasure worth paying anything for. And I was like, no, (laughs) you're going to die in the next like 10 pages. (laughs) It just, it hurt me. <laughs> this chat, this novella hurt me deeply personally. And yeah, this, this whole novella, I hated, 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 hated Arobin because he just wasn't letting her go. I didn't, did you anticipate it was because Arobin like also had feelings for Selena? I kind of thought he was just a power hungry asshole. That came out of left field for me. <laughs> That really came out of left field, and I'm not sure if it's because I missed something <laughs> or if it was just like a little bit. There's, there's actually one line. It was like, uh, was it the king of assassins who spoke, or the father or lover who had never manifested himself? And I was like. I'm sorry, why would you, were the options father 
or lover? <laughs> Ew. I know. I... <laughs> but two, lover? <laughs> I didn't, like, that dynamic did not occur to me. But I'm glad it didn't occur to you either. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel slightly better. Mm-mm. Yeah, no, I very much just got, like, he is her owner, he is her boss, and he controls her as much as he can. I never got a romance vibe from him, considering he beat the living shit out of her. I didn't anticipate that he actually was secretly in love with her this whole time. Also, she's 16. Yeah, isn't he, like, in his 30s or something? That's what I thought. Which is gross. Yeah, that's why... I feel like that was an unnecessary slide in. Um, and how he was like jealous of Sam. And I was just like. That he picked. Mm, yeah, it was a weird dynamic. But I didn't, didn't vibe with that. But yeah, I hate how he just like broke into her house randomly too. And like, I mean, I get that they're assassins. But like, you don't. I feel like if you're just going to go have a conversation. Because like, it wasn't like he was breaking in to kill her or to like steal things he was breaking in to be like hello here's how i'm gonna fuck up your life now like i mean i guess it was like an intimidation thing i get that but like yeah i i was so confused when he was in our house and was like basically like you're crazy to try and kill these two people don't do it i didn't know if he was being genuine or not I, it was confused towards the end. I was like, "Is he? does he care? Does he want her to die? I don't know. Right? It was a bit of a... But, like, I feel like he just wanted Sam to go after them. Like, I feel like in a twisted way, he was trying to protect Selena, but just Selena. Because he wanted to have Selena all to himself. Yeah. Or it was some weird reverse psychology thing. I still don't know. In a lot of ways, we may never know. But yeah, when you eventually find out that uh, when they try and kill the two people and then Aboran is the one that tells selena that sam is dead i was like oh i hate this (laughs) also okay so now that we're we're on the death um so i've told you that like um throne of glass has been like on my radar for a while like specifically on tiktok um and there is this fan art that i saw before reading any of the books and I have been dreading when this fan art became a reality of what I was reading because it's a fan art of Selena holding Sam's dead body and I'm gonna send it to you oh no because it just looking at it makes you want to fucking cry like it's so well done I don't know let me find I honestly have no idea who the artist is because I just saw it on TikTok and then a light Google search got me here. I can kind of see the signature on it. It's uh, it it starts with an M. 
on the photo you just sent me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, Madison Schofield. Madison Schofield. Okay, cool. I just wanted to give credit to the artist. Um, but yeah, so I saw that fan art before reading the books, and then as soon as I like read that part, that's when I. That's when I started to cry. That's when I cried right there. What, like it wasn't when she found out that he died or when she was like stressed or whatever. It was specifically when she like covered him with her cloak and then just like held him. That's when I started to cry because that was just so heartbreaking. I'm not going to lie. When I first opened the picture you just sent me, I thought on his chest, it was like cut up tic-tac-toe. I was like, that's so weird. <laughs> it is not and yeah yeah like she it says like she wouldn't leave him like this in the cold dark room and like at the end of the chapter she's like selena closed her eyes she wouldn't leave him she wouldn't leave him and i was like my my poor my poor fragile heart when you find out that she goes obviously to get revenge for sam Mm -hmm. murderous rampage as we know that's our favorite version of selena kills um not farron but the other one Mm -hmm. who i've forgotten the name um and then you find out it's all a plot to get selena to take the fall for killing Farron's like slight boss, I guess, so he can take over. I one, I did not see that coming. And then the fact that Aboran was the one that plotted it all. So that they could be like partners in crime. Threw me for a loop. No, no part of me thought he was involved at this at this level like I knew he was no. mad I knew he was evil but I didn't think he'd go to this extent yeah there's this one line where because like um Farron is like why the fuck did you like do this if she's like your number one like your prized possession blah 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 and Arabin says because I don't like sharing my belongings and I was like you are a severe asshole like that also i feel like plays into my understanding of their relationship as relationship as he sees like selena as property like his property not as a lover or father i know it was super weird but i guess i don't know that whole part and then i feel so bad for selena because she doesn't actually succeed in killing farron which is like what she really wanted to do and it's like one of those things where like I understand that she like she what she wanted to do is she wanted to kill everyone else yeah. and then torture him like he tortured Sam. Like that was her plan. But obviously it was a trap. So it just sucks that like she totally could have killed him. Like she could have just thrown a dagger at his face when she walked through the door. But like that wouldn't like death would be too like easy. not enough of a punishment yeah i think I, uh, sorry keep going and i understand that like if if it was me and if i was 
as badass as Selena. And if that was like the thing as well, like someone tortured and murdered my boyfriend who I finally like got free and we were going to move and blah, blah, blah. I would have this the exact same reaction. I would be like this, this guy. Oh, I'm going, I'm going to be so much worse. Like, especially if I was like a trained assassin. And yeah. Good at it. Yeah. I do love that Selena in order to like not break knowing that she's going to what is the prison called and over and over um uses sam thing sam's thing is like saying who he is and i will not be afraid and i was like and selena still doesn't know that arabin was behind arabin. it so now i'm excited to see how that plays in i know because she's gonna go wild when she finds it like I said, I my favorite version of Selena is wild, unhinged, batshit crazy Selena. Me too. Okay. I just kind of have one final question. Do you anticipate, or, or who do you anticipate coming back from this book into the series in the future? Arabin, for sure. Farron. Farron, for sure. I hope Selena gets to kill him. Oh, I hope. I don't usually like re- reading like very graphic, violent stuff, but I think in this case, I will make an exception. I want this man to suffer. Yeah, I feel like mm, maybe only those two are like in important to me to come back. Yeah. I kind of feel like um, Ansel and Irene. I can I see, see Irene coming, coming back. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, yeah, Ansel, she freed, so. Yeah. I just wonder if Ansel's going to be, like, a villain or if she's going to have become good because of Selena freeing her. I hope she becomes good. Me too. Also, there's no lesson in letting people live. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's the lesson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much all I can see. Maybe the pirate lord at some point. Yeah, maybe. I feel like that one's not as important, like, personally to me. No, no. The only ones that I'm really, like, looking forward to are Farron and Arabin. And those are the ones that are, like, that'll definitely happen at some point. Yeah. And Selena will definitely find out that Arabin betrayed her at one point, And she's going to go feral. And I'm excited. All right. So, um, I guess favorite character and favorite quote time? Yeah. Sam, <laughs> he was too good. He was too good. Died and too he soon. Didn't deserve that fucking death. Oh, like but that's I, another I, reason why I cried. Like, it's not like he just died. Like he was objectively like such a kind and like good human being. And the fact that he died in such a brutal and gruesome way. That's that's what gets me a little bit more than just like it'd be different if he just like, I don't know, got an arrow to the heart. And it was like relatively quick and painless. But the fact that he was like legitimately tortured, I'm like. Yeah, sad. But no, I, I honestly don't have a favorite quote, a quote, favorite quote for this one. I mean, mine is very simple and very straight for straight to the point. Mine is just I'll kill you. <laughs> I'll kill you. 
I'll take that as my favorite too. <laughs> Beautiful. Reading that, I was like, yes, do it, Sam. But yeah, overall, these novellas, <laughs> definitely pleasantly surprised. <laughs> yes, 100%. I was a bit dramatic going into this. <laughs> Yeah. All right. That's all I got. Me too. Do you want to introduce the next book? Because this one is your pick this time. Ooh, yeah. Um, the next book we will be reading is George Orwell's 1984, which I just had assumed everyone, especially Sarah, because we went to the same high school, had read. I just thought it was like part of the school curriculum, but I forgot we took different English classes because Sarah took literature. And it's like a bit dark of a book. But it's I'll probably good. like it a lot then. Yeah, it's it's very it's well written. I really like it. It's like massively popular and you know, enough to teach in a high school. So yeah, I look forward to hearing your thoughts. Cool. Um, yeah, I have not read this book. I think I remember in my English class that I took, what we did was we like, cause there was a lot of books that like you can choose from, um, like as an English teacher to teach, uh, in grade 11 or grade 12. I don't remember what it was. Um, so basically I remembered this, what we, what my teacher did was she broke us up into groups and we like, in, we each had our own book um and some people had 1984 some people had like other books I don't even remember what mine was because I was severely disappointed in my book um I did not like it I do remember really not liking the book that I was assigned uh in my group and then yeah like just at the end we would like kind of discuss our books almost like we do now uh, on this podcast like we kind of had a book club but like in the front of the classroom where we just like talked about what we read um so yeah someone like we some a group of people definitely did read this book in my English class it just wasn't me and now you will yeah hope I'm sure it'll be better than the one I read because I don't even remember what it's called like I have no idea yeah I think I feel like this is one of the books that like it sticks with you mm, interesting and it like it, it's referenced a lot in like pop culture and everything so cool well I'm excited Cool, cool. Yeah. Well, if you would like to follow us on social media, our Instagram and Twitter is bookbevies, and our Gmail for longer inquiries is bookbevies at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.